And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, hanging out with us today. Happy Tuesday. Also want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. The national popular vote is a giant scam that is, well, it's really, it's a plot to take away your vote. That's really what it is. It that's it is a giant plot to take away your vote, folks. I don't really know what else to say. That's we've gone over what it actually means, what it is many, many times. The reason that I'm bringing this up is because because according to the Detroit News, 57 Michigan state legislators have signed a letter for those of you on the Michigan side of the border. Have signed a letter opposing efforts to effectively eliminate the Electoral College by having states sign on to the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. And again, this is, it's a plot to take away Middle America and the South, and, and really, it only allows the coasts to decide who the president is going to be. That's the idea behind all of this. Um, so it takes away equal representation, it takes away apportionment, it just it eliminates all of that. The scheme being promoted by several blue states which award by default all the state's electoral votes to the presidential candidate who wins the national popular vote in the age of massive voting fraud. It would encourage corrupt states to further loosen their own voting laws while punishing those that maintain stricter election integrity laws by diminishing the weight of their votes. That's one way of putting it. Uh, this is Headline USA. So, And again, at the end of the day, we've been over this. About 13 states could decide who the president was if you had a popular vote. And it takes away any ability for, for people in less populated states. For example, oh, Indiana. Uh, Indiana becomes irrelevant in the election of presidents now. And there is no apportionment. So that becomes a major issue. Um, so, again, you, you go through, you take, a look at, uh, you take a look at some of this stuff. Just letting you know that people in Michigan, uh, you got 57 Michigan state legislators have signed a letter opposing popular vote. So there is... Some resistance to that in the state of Michigan. Biden has done it again, and I don't mean just yelled randomly into a microphone for no reason. No, Biden has now appointed a new U.S. maritime administrator. Now, why is this important? Well, well, that's a good question because you got Pete Buttigieg as the transportation secretary. He's been gone for two months, and we have talked about that for quite a while now. Everybody else is talking about it now, too. Um but the maritime administrator is the person who is responsible directly for shipping. So the person that, that has been appointed to run shipping in America should probably have some experience in shipping, right? Well, no, they don't. They don't. Uh, no, no experience in, in shipping. And I would like to point out that the FAA is headed up by a pilot. The NASA is headed up by an astronaut. Marine Corps obviously headed up by a Marine. But the fourth time in a row, and amidst the worst shipping crisis of the century, the U.S. Department of Transportation, run by Pete Buttigieg, has appointed someone to the U.S. Maritime Administration who is not a captain and has no commercial shipping experience. That seems like a bad idea. And again, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, it, it, this is usually run by itself. Usually you don't really need anybody to do this. So it's not, not a huge deal. But 
it, it seems to me when you're in the middle of a shipping crisis, you might want to appoint somebody to that post who knows something about shipping. It seems like that would be the reasonable thing to do. Yesterday afternoon, Biden announced his intention to nominate Rear Admiral Ann Phillips, who is retired U.S. Navy, as the next U.S. Maritime Administrator, a position that has been vacant since Rear Admiral Mark Busby stepped down following the the events of January 6th at the Capitol, which they mislabel as an insurrection here. Uh, Phillips is a highly decorated Navy leader with a long list of accomplishments and is highly respected by everyone, uh, according to everyone that G-Captain has interviewed. She was head of the Navy's Climate Change Task Force. Oh, now I know why she's getting the post. So she was the head of the Navy's Climate Change Task Force and is a highly sought-after consultant on climate security issues. Yeah, she sounds like just the perfect person to deal with shipping. She once captained a Navy warship, uh, which has nothing to do with shipping. The appointment looks great on paper, except for one kind of big problem. This is not a warship position. It's a commercial shipping appointment, and she has zero experience aboard any commercial ships. She does not even have experience leading Navy military sea lift ships. That is a, that's a bit of a problem, if you ask me. But hey, she's got the eco chops. So she ran the Navy's climate change task force, and therefore she's good to go. Uh, she was on a boat. She was in the Navy. She was on a boat. She, uh, you know, she fought climate change in the Navy. So she's perfect to deal with the shipping crisis right now, according to the Biden administration. Uh, the White House also under pressure from, well, everybody has changed the threshold for the IRS snooping on bank accounts. This is obviously designed to get everybody to shut up about it. After massive pushback from Republican lawmakers, community banks, and everyday Americans, the Treasury Department announced on Tuesday that it has increased the threshold for the IRS to monitor accounts from $600 to $10,000. Now, that is, of course, designed to get all of you to be quiet about it because most of you are not going to have transactions running around that are $10,000 or more. Having this summary information will help flag for the IRS when high-income people underreport their income and underpay their tax obligations, which is, of course, exactly how they do things with their bank accounts, right? Uh, this will help the IRS target its enforcement activities on those who are actually evading their tax obligations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it won't. It won't do any of that, but, but I digress. So it turns out, that when you raise a big enough stink, uh, you can get them to change their position. But I don't want you, I don't want you to just all of a sudden breathe a sigh of relief and ignore this because, yeah, you may not have a lot of transactions that are moving ten thousand dollars in and out of your bank account that report to the IRS. But the problem is still the same. And they tried to go for six hundred dollars, but now they're going for ten thousand dollars, and eventually they'll go for six hundred dollars again. This is how the government works. The government will try and overreach. Everybody will pitch a fit. The government will back off a little bit, and then the government will come back at a future date and then try and regain what they had lost with the last concession. So it was six hundred. It goes to ten thousand. They'll probably come back for five thousand, uh, and then they'll come back for like twenty five hundred. Eventually, they'll just come back for six hundred dollars again. Um, pretty soon, it'll be one of those things where it's like every transaction over a hundred bucks or something like that. So don't don't rest on your laurels on this. This is still an attempt to snoop on your banking. That's what it is. And when you consider everything that happened with the banks giving over information without warrants and everything else about people who are flying in and out of D.C. and staying in D.C. around January 6th, 
this should concern you. Got some updates on January 6th a little bit later on in the program as well. But first, uh, coming up next, we got to talk about this China situation because there's there's a couple of things that have happened with China. And yes, a little bit with the hypersonic missile, but there's something else that happened, which just goes back to, I told you so, and I have been telling you for over 15 years, we need a giant flipping space laser, or at least we need uh, Operation Thor back in full swing. We'll talk about all of that coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, I have to correct a mistake. Thank you to the audience for pointing this out to me. So I added this story to the blurbs kind of last minute as it was coming through, and I apologize, buried down in the story, is that it's not a $10,000 transaction, but it's uh, any bank account that has $10,000 flowing in and out of it um, that is $10,000 or more, which is going to be the overwhelming majority of you out there, will now be tracked by the IRS. So they changed the... They change the way that they phrase it to make it seem better, but it's actually just as bad. Under the current proposal, financial accounts with money flowing in and out that totals less than $10,000 annually are not subject to any additional reporting. But if your bank account has $10,000 flowing in or out of it, and it totals more than that $10,000, then that is now a part of the, the, uh, the reporting which, of course, is going to be the overwhelming majority of people that are out there because most people um, are going to have $10,000 either coming in or out of their bank account uh, throughout the year. And I wouldn't be surprised looking at this. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to a point where the government starts mandating direct deposits and things of that nature. I really wouldn't um, because that will certainly help with this because as, as uh, you know, some people, some employees have this option. Some employers offer this option, not all. Most people have that direct deposit now, but there are some that still give you the option of having a paycheck. So I wouldn't be surprised if the government comes for them. So I'm, I apologize about the mistake. I can admit my mistakes. I'm not MSNBC or CNN, and I got that one wrong. So if you have a bank account every year where more than $10,000 comes in or out of it, Throughout the whole year, not per transaction, but throughout the whole year, then that would now be subject to the new reporting under this proposal. So thank you for the clarification. I appreciate that. This is why we got such a good audience. All right, so uh, let's take a look at this. We got that hypersonic missile that circled the entire globe. It was made by China. Everybody's like super shocked about all of this. For the record, I don't think that the government is as shocked as as, uh, they're pretending to be. It's just my opinion. I don't have any actual evidence for that. But U.S. officials are now saying that they have no idea how China pulled off these recent tests of nuclear-capable hypersonic missiles. Now, the reason that hypersonic missiles are a big deal is the the idea is the hypersonic missile can fly so fast and so low that current anti-missile technology can't target them as effectively. And therefore, they're more lethal. So your typical ICBMs, there's missile defense that can knock them out of the sky and, and render them inoperable hypersonic missiles are aimed to defeat missile defense. You get the idea, okay? So that's why this is a a big, this is a big thing. Regardless of whether or not we knew it was coming or not, again, American government is saying that we didn't know, we were totally caught off guard, yada, yada. Uh, Whether that's true or not, I don't know. 
Uh, I think that uh, you have to understand something. The U.S. government has a history of pretending not to know stuff when they really know stuff. And that's not a bad strategy. That's really not a bad strategy. We used to intentionally paint our planes to make them look like they were old and decrepit and didn't function very well. We did that on purpose. So there are things that we have done historically to not tip our hand to the enemy. And maybe, maybe that's going on here. Or maybe they're genuinely caught off guard. Don't know. The reality is that China has this capability now, and that's bad. Really doesn't matter if we knew that they were able to do this or not. They can do it. They have these hypersonic missiles and everything else. So, you know, this is a this is a real problem. I have told you for a long time, I want a giant space laser. And by giant space laser, it's a catch-all for we need to weaponize space because we need to dominate that battlefield. If we don't dominate space, then it's going to be very difficult to control what happens on the planet. And if you allow China to dominate space, and China is moving to dominate space, that's what 5G was about. That's what all of their, their programs are about. Here's the reality. I'll, I'll explain this one more time since people maybe haven't heard me say this before. China cannot defeat the United States openly in war. They know that they can't. They're not under any illusions that they can beat us. They are surrounded by enemies, so the likelihood of there being a coalition that attacks them, too, they're surrounded. They couldn't take us on one-on-one, -on -one, and they're not going to be able to take us on with the Indians, with Taiwan, and with Japan around them. And let's be honest, Russia is not exactly real friendly with the Chinese either, even when they were allies during the Cold War. So there is, there is a very precarious position that the Chinese are in. Economically, they are completely reliant upon the West. Uh, Food-wise, they're reliant upon the United States. If we stop shipping them food, their people starve. They understand this. A prolonged conflict with the United States, China cannot win unless they dominate space. Space changes everything. If you're in space, you have the ability to rain down on your enemy from the atmosphere, well, beyond the atmosphere. This is where they are looking to get their advantage. That's how they're looking to level the playing field. They're looking to level the playing field in space. They want to be able to hack our systems more efficiently and faster than we can keep up with them. 5G, 6G, all of those technologies allow them to do that. They're looking at being able to kill off our technology from space with similar technology, uh, wirelessly charging devices from space. This is all stuff and the United States is working on this, too. But we were so far behind before Trump became president. He's the one that kind of caught us up. We're still a little behind in some programs, but he's the one that kind of caught us up. We were so far behind China, it was ridiculous. They were going to control. You don't understand this. You go back five years, China was going to control the entire world's 5G. Nobody had any options to compete with it. That is, that is a huge tactical disadvantage. Now, beyond that, they got these hypersonic missiles now, so they can strike faster. So not only can they strike faster, but they're working on ways of, of killing off our missile defense from space, killing off technology from space, and using hypersonic missiles just to ensure that those backup systems don't come online. Use these hypersonic missiles, and there you go. Boom. You can go ahead and, and take out your targets basically at will. But beyond that, okay, beyond that, 
The Chinese are doing what I have been telling everybody and screaming at the top of my lungs since I was in the military and ever since I've been behind this microphone. They are developing orbital bombardment systems right now in space. They just conducted an orbital bombardment test, which means we need one too. We have to have a system to bombard them because they're developing a system to bombard us. And we also need a system that takes out all of their stuff in space. They will develop those systems to take out our stuff in space. The fact of the matter is, your stupid, pathetic, weak politicians, Republicans and Democrats alike, decide we're not going to weaponize space. We're just going to make space everybody's space. And you allowed our enemies to then start weaponizing space. So we get behind. Do I need to remind, Josh, do I need to remind everybody? There was a point in time where we were the only people in space. We were it. There was nobody else in space. The Russians didn't have the money to put anybody back in space. When they did put people back in space, there was no advanced technology. Do we not understand this? We had an opportunity to just do all of this. And we allowed the Soviets and everybody else to come in and go, no, 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 we don't, we don't want weaponized space. No, no, let's just make a deal to where the United States won't weaponize space. We promise not to weaponize space, too. And they're all breaking the deal. The Russians are developing space weapons. The Chinese are developing space weapons. The United States has paused one of its space weapon programs. I'm sure that we're developing other stuff. But, you know, there in July, there was a test of orbital bombardment systems that China was doing, and they got caught. And China's cover story on this is that they were testing a space plane. The only problem is every space expert in the world is going, none of these make any sense for a space plane. The only thing that makes sense is this is an orbital bombardment system. So China's developed hypersonic missiles that can deliver nuclear warheads and other warheads too, uh, which are designed to defeat missile defense. And they have been testing orbital bombardment and we've been sitting here twiddling our thumbs. Operation Thor got paused, at least officially got paused. Uh, I went over Operation Thor with you a couple of weeks ago. This, this is the type of stuff that you need strong leaders to deal with, not leaders who buy drones from China for the Secret Service, which Biden is doing. You realize Biden bought more Chinese drones for the Secret Service? The manufacturer of these drones was put on a blacklist by the Trump administration because of their ties to the Chinese government? Why are we buying Chinese military drones for the Secret Service? You think maybe they might want to know where the president is and high-value targets are at all times? Do you think maybe those drones would, would kind of want that information for the Chinese government? Why would you do that? Well, because the Chinese give your kid diamonds, that's why. MNC News Time is 3.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So a video has been released. The government was forced to release this video. 
It is a surveillance video of Capitol Police officers allowing hundreds of people to enter into the Capitol. Uh, now, again, I have to point this out. It depends on which section of the Capitol we are talking about. There is no doubt that some sections of the Capitol on January 6th, there was violence and they were breached. Okay, There is also no doubt in other sections of the Capitol, the police let them in and they walked in peacefully without any violence. So while we take everybody, especially the media, the media, the Democratic Party, crazy people on social media, they're taking everybody who went into the Capitol and they're lumping them in with the violence that happened at one or two of the uh, the areas around the Capitol. But the rest of the areas, they were let in. They were peaceful. There was no altercations with law enforcement. There was no destruction of property. They were allowed into the Capitol. They went into the Capitol. No violence, no criminal activity whatsoever. And a lot of those folks are still being charged, even though they were let in. So the government has now been forced, because they brought criminal charges in this case, the government has now been forced to release surveillance video, which clearly shows Capitol Police in the Upper West Terrace uh, terrace, letting hundreds of people in. There's no yelling. There's no anger. There's no violence. There's no destruction. There's nothing. It's all orderly. They're coming in. It's, It's amicable, friendly, all of that stuff. Now, this was released because there's a criminal case pending against Ethan Nordeen, uh, who is described as a member of the Proud Boys and is being accused of participating in riots on January 6th. Uh, Now, again, friendly reminder that the government has also been forced to admit that the Proud Boys did not organize any insurrection, any violence or anything of that nature. The FBI conducted that investigation, found out that the Proud Boys didn't actually do anything wrong that there are individual members of that group that are being accused of various crimes. Uh, So Nordine's lawyers argued that the case is unlawful because the video clearly shows police permitted people like him to enter the Capitol. Uh, Federal prosecutors opposed releasing the video, stating that Nordine was mischaracterizing what the video depicts. So again... I'm not justifying the actions of certain people at the Capitol, but you cannot deny that there were some people that were peaceful and were allowed in. And I'm sorry, but if you're peaceful and you're allowed into the Capitol, being charged with a crime is wrong. Now, if you become violent, you got involved in physical altercations with law enforcement, you broke through barriers, you broke windows, you damaged property, that's another ballgame. But a lot of the people who went into the Capitol didn't engage in that behavior. Some people did. Those people need to be held to account. Other people who didn't engage in that behavior, and a lot of people, we know this now uh, through investigations as well, uh, a lot of people just followed the crowd and they assumed that they were let in. There was no violence. They're just following the crowd. They're in the Capitol. You've seen video from people inside the Capitol just walking around taking pictures and like, wow, this is kind of cool, not destroying anything. Many of them picking up trash that was left behind by others. And I I told you the day that it was happening, I'm like, this is kind of surreal. It's weird because I'm watching violence in one section and I'm watching people pick up and clean up after others in another section. It, It was very strange to watch that happening. But again, it just depended on which area of the Capitol you were at. There was some violence. There was other areas where they were allowed in. Now, of course, the prosecution is basically saying that Uh, They were allowed in in certain areas because there was um, overwhelming numbers with the mob. 
and law enforcement in an effort to defuse the mob allowed them into the Capitol. The problem with that is a lot of the footage from outside the Capitol in some of those areas doesn't show any violence. They don't show any kind of threat to law enforcement. They don't show any kind of threat to to anybody in those areas of the Capitol that I'm talking about. And so if there's no if there's no mob outside that is threatening police or threatening the building and then the police let them through and they go inside and how can you hold them criminally responsible for anything that happened? That becomes the the issue. Now, again, in other areas where you have evidence that somebody did get involved in violence with, with law enforcement, they did attack security, they did break through barriers, they did break windows, things like that. That's another ballgame. I'm not talking about that. I'm only talking about the areas where everything was peaceful. And there were areas where everything was peaceful. That's the thing that gets completely ignored by everybody who talks about this. So... Um, the prosecution, again, they didn't want to release the video, but they were forced to because they brought a criminal case against this guy and his lawyers are saying, look, where he was in the Capitol, they were let in. So he was in the Capitol because he was invited in by law enforcement. Therefore, you can't charge him with trespassing or forcibly entering the Capitol or anything else, uh, which is what he is is currently facing charges for. The charges for uh, Nordine are, quote, forcibly entering the Capitol, two felony counts of obstruction, an official obstructing an official proceeding and conspiracy. Of course, the conspiracy charge will will have to be dropped because the FBI has already ruled that there was no conspiracy at all. There were no groups that were conspiring. Um, if he is, in fact, a member of the Proud Boys, I don't know that, that Nordine is, but if he is, in fact, a member of the Proud Boys, the FBI has made it clear the Proud Boys did not conspire to do anything at the Capitol. So the conspiracy charge will probably end up having to be dropped uh, or he'll be found not guilty of it. I don't know about obstructing an official proceeding. I don't know what he did there. Um, but forcibly entering the Capitol and he's being charged with two felony uh, two felony counts. Uh, well, I guess one, one charge of that, two on obstructing, excuse me. If... If he was charged of forcibly entering the Capitol and the video evidence shows him being invited in by law enforcement, doesn't look very good for the prosecution, does it? So keep monitoring this. And again, some of these people are getting, you know, hosed by a a fake kangaroo court legal system that is happening here. But others um, did, in fact, break the law, did, in fact, engage in violence and probably need to be prosecuted. So we'll continue to monitor this. But very interesting. Government didn't want to release this new footage of this area, but we already have footage from outside, which also show uh, a lack of violence in some areas on the Capitol, too. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Of course, you've uh, heard it on the Fox News break today, but the U.S. envoy for Afghanistan has stepped down, and a new envoy has been appointed to Afghanistan. And while the news media covers that, that's fine and dandy. I suppose that's a story, but why are they continuing to ignore that there's still Americans there? Still. 
there are still Americans stuck in Afghanistan right now. This is a story from today. Just how many American citizens and legal permanent residents remain abandoned in Afghanistan? The State Department has yet to give any firm figures, and the national media remains completely uninterested. Local news outlets are the only media reporting on it. Uh, Let's see, what else do we, where is this coming from? Uh, Jim Garrity noticed today, quote, The sort of headline that shouldn't just be local news, 43 Connecticut residents still stuck in Afghanistan. Those knee-jerk Biden critics over at er, the Connecticut affiliate of NBC News are reporting all of this. Uh, Two weeks ago, Los Angeles Times offered a local news report via newsletter on Californians trapped behind Taliban lines without covering it in its national news section. So they're sending out, they're doing everything they can to protect Biden on a story they should not protect Biden on just because our tribe is better than their tribe. So they'll send out a newsletter to subscribers of their newsletter at the Los Angeles Times and let them know that Biden abandoned a bunch of Californians in Afghanistan that still haven't gotten out yet. But they will not put it in their newspaper? And this is disgusting stuff. They're still there, and it's still private citizens and groups that are getting people out on a routine basis, not our government. They've just abandoned them there, and the news media will not cover it. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.